Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sportsball FM, the show where we give you our sports takes. And even though you may disagree, you're wrong. And I mean that sarcastically, of course. I'm Andy. I'm your host. And I've got a great show for you guys today. So for this episode, Carl joined me and we're going to talk all things March Madness and give you guys a preview of the final four. So without any further delay, let's get right into that chat. All right, everybody. So, let's welcome the first ever guest on Sportsball FM, Carl. How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good. So we've got Final Four and the Men's Basketball National Championship coming up this weekend, and I think there's a lot of stuff we gotta unpack. So, first of all, Carl, what's been your favorite Cinderella team so far in the tournament? Okay, I would. I don't know if you count like Syracuse as a Cinderella team. I just, I'm just glad that I picked them to make it to the Sweet Sixteen. I wish Ohio beat Creighton, but honestly, UCLA in the Final Four that was that's kind of sick to see. Like going from the first four when they weren't even in the field of sixty four to playing against the number one overall seed. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I do find that crazy, and I I'd consider Syracuse a Cinderella team. Like. Any team, I'd say any double-digit seed can really be a Cinderella team. And they, I'd say my favorite was either Syracuse or Oregon State. I mean, I was not expecting them to make a deep run. I was I was only expecting them to get out of the first round and... Wait, bro, how did we forget about Oral Roberts? I liked, okay, even though they like completely busted my bracket, I was really rooting for them. The thing with Oregon State is they were able to knock off higher quality teams, and Oral Roberts was good, but I'm I'm still kind of ticked at them for busting my bracket like two games in. <laughs> I mean, like Oregon State, they knocked off Tennessee. I was not expecting that. Then they knocked off Oklahoma, not expecting that either. And then they kind of had an okay matchup against um, Loyola. And then they lost to who they lose to, Houston. I actually thought they had a shot to make the Final Four, but I don't know. I think that's one thing with Houston is they've had such an easy run to get to the Final Four. And that's something that concerns me, too. Well, they beat the 15th seed, which was Cleveland State. Then they had a, they barely snuck past Rutgers. And then who they play in the Sweet 16? Uh, they played uh, Syracuse in the Sweet 16. Oh, yeah, that's right. They played Syracuse, and then they played Oregon State, so that's kind of easy. I'd, I'd say Syracuse was their most impressive win, to be completely honest. Yeah, they they were really making all their shots, like mid-range, and then they really knew how to attack the 2-3 zone. That kind of moves me into something that's been like a big surprise or just a good performer was Buddy Bayheim. I mean, this guy... I love him. <laughs> I mean, he was fantastic. He was carrying that team. Him and Joe Girard. When Bayheim, I can't remember like the exact thing, but he had like 15 of the Syracuse for 17 points, something like that. Which game was that? I think it was San Diego State. Oh, yeah. Or, or it, I can't remember. No, I think it was San Diego State because Joe Girard was going off in the first half against West Virginia. And, and you bring up West Virginia. They were a huge disappointment. I was 
I didn't have high expectations for them necessarily, given they were kind of on a cold streak come the end of the year, but man, that was not a good way for them to go out. Yeah, I wasn't. Ex- I was expecting them to not do that well. I was never a fan of them from this year, and I was actually wa- I was listening to the Syracuse game on the radio. I didn't like see it, but McBride was it McBride that traveled at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think it was McBride at the end. That was yeah. That was that. That's going out with a whimper in a nutshell. But here's the and here's another question. Bring up a game. What's been your What was your favorite game so far in the tournament? That, okay, that was tough because what I've noticed is there hasn't been any buzzer beaters like to win the game. The only the only buzzer beater there was that was like clutch was Reese's. It was Reese on Alabama. He hit like the almost mid court three to send the game to over. That was clutch. The only like clutch shot to win the game was Arkansas Oral Roberts. I think. Yeah, that was pretty clutch. And then another clutch shot was. The player on Virginia Tech who hit the three to send it overtime. First game of the tournament. That feels like such a long time ago. Yeah, but my favorite game out of all of them, it had it had to have been like one of the first or second round matchups. I've got I've got my pick. Here you can say yours. What was yours? My favorite game was definitely Oral Roberts Ohio State. No doubt. I was a fantastic game. Had overtime. I mean that that game was back and forth too like crazy at the end i don't know if this was my favorite one but i definitely think one of my favorite ones was virginia ohio i was loving that game that's the most mad i've gotten over a basketball game in a while really yeah so i had one of my brackets the name was Sam Hauser equals goat. And I'm completely regretting that now. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I didn't know like he did that bad for stats. I remember you texting me about that. He, he, he couldn't hit a shot to save his life at the end of the game. If they had hit their shots, they would have won. And even the more disappointing thing is I had high expectations for Ohio after that game. And I thought they were going to beat Creighton, but no, they just flame out. And it's like, it's like Virginia could have won this game easily, and then they could have beaten Creighton. I, I'm sure of it. Yeah. And in case you guys didn't know, I'm a huge Virginia fan. But, and and you know what the worst part about it is? It's it's the whole going out with a whimper thing because Jay Huff is leaving now for the NBA. So is Sam Hauser. He is. Yeah. I Huff just declared for the draft yesterday. Disappointing. Oh, best game though, Oregon VCU for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was definitely the best game. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> um I'm trying to like figure out like some other Oh dude, Texas Abilene Christian. Oh no, that game that killed one of my brackets because I had Texas going all the way. Dude, that kinda that killed my bracket too, because I had him in the final four, but I mean, Cameron Steele was on Abilene Christian, so that was good. That game was absolutely insane. Disappointing, but really good game. So, if we're talking about disappointing teams, too, another another one that you gotta note, in fact, they played each other, too. Well, one of them was a surprise, one of them was a disappointment. Loyola Chicago, I was not expecting them to get past Illinois, even with how good their defense was. Oh my gosh, you got to bring up Illinois. Ah. 
if it weren't for the fact that Dosumu and Coburn are... Do you think they're probably going to come back next year? No, they're both going to the NBA. Really? I'm, I'm confident that they'll declare. I mean, if you're confident, then that's a huge disappointment because it's like these guys aren't seniors and they could... They could theoretically come back next year, but that was pathetic. I feel like it would hurt their draft stock unless they have an even better year. True, but but here's the thing: they could go. This is a team that could go on a title run next year too. They like look at a guy like DeAndre Hunter. He could have declared for the draft after 2017-2018 when they lost to UMBC, but no, he decided he'd come back, and then the guy ends up being a lottery pick. Yeah, I mean maybe you could see that, but. I think another, I have two teams that disappointed me. Obviously, Texas was a big disappointment. Colgate. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Don't even, dude, I thought they were going to win that game. Dude, I thought they were too. It looked for a while like they were going to. Like, that was crazy. And then they just lost by 17. Okay, I have like three disappointing teams. My first one is Iowa. My second one is Purdue. And my third one is Oklahoma State. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, Purdue. I actually picked North Texas in one of my brackets because it's like, I I wasn't sure. I really wasn't sure about Purdue. And then Oklahoma State, very, they went out with a whimper kind of like Illinois did. Dude, it's just Purdue upset me because they had Jaden Ivey, who is a stellar player. And then North Texas, they beat Western Kentucky in their conference championship game. I don't know how, but then they have never won an NCAA tournament game, as a, and they come in as a 13 seed to win. And then, yeah, Oklahoma State, they, I don't even know how much they lost by to Oregon State, but they barely snuck past Liberty. That was a bit concerning. I'm, I, I still remember they're saying, like, oh, the Cade Cunningham hype train kind of you got you to take a check on that after the Liberty game, but I was not expecting it to just completely fizzle out and run off the rails. And I mean, in the round at 32 also. I mean, come on. Okay, Cade Cunningham has, like, disappointed me a lot in the tournament. And if it's, let's say hypothetically, the Timberwolves get the number one pick. I don't want them taking Cunningham. Here's the thing, his draft stock completely just tanked. Did it really? I haven't looked at any mock drafts. Oh, I think it it's not necessarily in the mock drafts, but in my eye. And then you've got Jalen Suggs. Oh my gosh. Dude, he is going up. I feel like Suggs could go number one. If if Cunningham keeps tanking, Suggs is definitely going to rise up, especially with all the hype he's getting in the tournament. Suggs has at most two games to, compl- to just make his draft stock skyrocket. I, I think he's going to be a lottery pick at this point. I think he's a top five pick. Oh yeah, at least. I mean, he's been he's been very impressive. And then another team that I would definitely say is disappointing with one with a really good player, Texas Tech. They looked really good after that Colorado. No, it was a Utah State in that game. They they were going off, and then they just fizzled out in the second round. I don't even know what to say about that. It, except it was just kind of sad. Yeah, I don't really know anything else. Um, I will say Iowa's expectations were way too high. Luka Garza did everything he could. I mean, he was going off in those two games. Didn't Bohannon have, like, no points against Oregon? 
I remember Garza was basically like carrying the team on his back the entire game. Garza had like 35. Garza, he deserves to have that jersey retired, that number retired. Oh, he's going to get his retired. He got it. And then here's another here's another uh, team that surprised me but didn't surprise me was USC. I was expecting them to even, but even before Iowa lost in the round of 32, I was expecting USC to make it to the Elite Eight. And I actually picked them in a couple brackets, and that was a good pick. That was a really good pick. I had them in the Sweet 16 and then losing to whoever. Yeah, even though my brackets all suck now. Actually, funny story. I don't even know if I told you yet. So, you know how they ESPN did, like, their second chance bracket this year? Uh-huh. Okay. So, I get all of the uh, Sweet 16 games, right? Okay. And then go goes into the Elite Eight. I'm checking my bracket right now. I get Houston. That was important. And then I picked Baylor to lose to Arkansas, which in retrospect was so dumb. <laughs> but you know what the most painful part about it is? What? I kid you not, I picked UCLA to beat Michigan. And if it no weren't way. for that, it would still be perfect if it weren't for that stupid Arkansas pick. So you had every single Final Four team right except for Baylor? Yep, every single one. Just pure pain. Who do you have, UCLA or Gonzaga? I had I had Gonzaga and Houston in the national championship, and Gonzaga going all the way. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's fine. I mean, painful, but fine. Still doing well in that. I bet you're ranked pretty high, like out of every. I think I might be. Uh You should honestly check. Hundred percent? What? Wait a minute. So I'm ranked 4,765. That's not terrible. Dude, that's really good. Out of like, how, how many people have done the second chance thing? I'm not sure. I'm checking right now. The Oh, the leader has the max amount of points. Oh yeah, there are a bunch of perfect ones still left. Not shocking. Yeah, so that kind of sucks, but you know what? Whatever. So I think the next thing we should kind of move into is just making predictions for the Final Four in the National Championship and looking at things to watch for each team. And I think the first team we got to look at is Gonzaga. I mean, they've been dominant. Yeah, there's not really much to say about them. You have a top five pick in Jalen Suggs and sharpshooter Corey Kispert and Drew Timmy, who's been going off the last couple games. I think it's going to be really hard to stop that. And here's the impressive thing. They haven't had to play a very tough team yet. USC's been their best opponent, but they've won their games by double digits every time. 43, 16, 18, and 19 were the margins of victory, which is just ridiculous. And I think I think they're I think they're gonna go undefeated. First time since Indiana in 1976. Was that really the last time? Yep. No, no, yeah, last national champion too. Dang. Yeah, I think they're gonna be mainly stopping Johnny Juzang. Oh, for sure. And Jaime Jaquez. I feel like if they're going to stop those two, and like when you're going to put Jalen Suggs on Tiger Campbell, I feel like Suggs is just going to destroy him. Oh, for sure. Uh, I just feel like Gonzaga is like more as a more well-rounded team. Oh, well, for sure. I mean, UCLA was an 11 seed. And here's the thing. If they shut down even just Juzang, 
they're gonna win by like 30 let's be real yeah i don't know about 30 but i say at least double digits yeah i mean they've got one of the best odds for any team in final four history and i think didn't they a couple of years ago like set the record for largest margin of victory in a final four game against like oklahoma i have no clue yeah i think i i think i saw something about that today but point being i think that they can break that no, it was Villanova who did it. They won by 44 in the one of their championship run years. Against who? Oklahoma, I think. This was a couple this was either 2016 or 28. It was 2016. Oh, like in a second round game? No, it was in the final four. Wait, what? Yeah, they won 95 to 51 versus Oklahoma. This was the year with the Chris Jenkins shot. Oh, okay. Dang. So you're talking about Gonzaga in the Final Four. And here's another thing. So Jalen Suggs almost had a triple-double versus USC, who I'd say they had a solid run. And then Drew Timmy's been dominant, and apparently their defensive efficiency has flown under the radar a lot. And And remember, UCLA only put up 51 versus Michigan. Yeah, that was a really low-scoring game. Yeah, and then... If we're looking at you, if we're looking at UCLA, so they played in the first four. They beat both the big Michigan schools, and they that Alabama game was n- oh man, that was a that was scary. That was a good game. Oh, it really was. Until it got to overtime. Yeah, I thought they were gonna blow it, and then they just. So I'm I'm watching the game, and and I w- watch the buzzer beater, and then I go up, and I'm like, UCLA, when I get out of the shower, you guys had better. You guys had better win. It's like they put up like 23 points in five minutes or something. Yeah, like they outscored Alabama like 23-13 in overtime. They, I think I watched like uh, the first minute or two, and then I turned it off because it's like this game's over. And like they scored seven straight points in overtime. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then, so they, they've been clutch. They won both the Michigan State and Alabama games in overtime. They held, like I said earlier, they held Michigan to 49 points, which was part defense and then part luck, because didn't Michigan miss, like, their last eight shots or something? I don't know about that, but Franz Wagner airballed a three at the top of the key wide open. Wide open. All right, I'm going to preface this by saying my shooting absolutely sucks. But I could have probably at least hit the rim or the backboard. You would have hit the backboard, bro. He just full-on airballed it. And then Mike Smith barely misses a pull-up three. And then Wagner misses again at the buzzer. Now, that was painful to watch, especially if you're a Michigan fan. I mean, that that was a game they should have easily won. Yeah. But they they choked. That, that I think, you could consider a choke. Another Big Ten team disappointing. Oh, man. And you were talking earlier about the Big Ten being just a huge disappointment. I mean, they had two one-seeds. Yeah. And and they had, like, what, ten teams, nine teams make it, and none of them make it past the Elite Eight? Okay, so you got Michigan lost in the Elite Eight. You have Iowa lost in the round of 32. Uh, Michigan State couldn't even make it past the first four. Then you got uh, Wisconsin lost in the round of 32. Purdue lost to North Texas. Um, Ohio State loses to a team with the name Oral in it. 
Um, Illinois loses to Loyola Chicago and Crutwig than Rutgers, who loses in the round of 32. I don't think I'm missing any teams. Yeah, I mean, just a bad showing. Wait, was Maryland in the tournament or no? Yeah, they were, and they lost to, uh, who was it? They lost to Alabama second round. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so basically pathetic showing by the Big Ten. And I think I think that's honestly been, that meme has been milked enough with like, oh, the Big Ten, oh, they're going to be so great. And then they, they absolutely just suck. For sure. But if we're looking, so if we're going back to UCLA, they beat two of those Big Ten teams. Johnny Juzang, I saw something, I think it was, uh, Kenny Smith said that he's going to be a number, not a number one pick, but a first round pick now. Really? Yeah. He's had three 20 plus point games in the tournament so far. Okay. I was looking at um some college like rankings. Like if you're ranking like all the people like in the NBA draft and stuff, Jason Preston at 35. He was like in somewhere in the thirties. That actually doesn't shock me. I know it doesn't shock me either. Have you heard the story about him? Oh, man, if you tell me, I'll remember. So he averaged, like, two points in high school. And then he went to, like, some prep. I think he went to a prep school, and they had, like, multiple teams. There was, like, an A, B, and C team. And he got put on the lowest one, the C team. So then he was doing really well, and then he got moved up to B. But then he wanted to go back down to C um, because I think he wanted playing time. It was either he wanted, excuse me, he either wanted playing time or he just wanted to just be better down there or something like that. And then he posts a mixtape of him or a highlight tape of him playing on C, posts it on social media, and then he gets two Division One offers and he chooses Ohio or he chose Ohio. And now he could be a potential draft pick if he declares this year. Yeah, dude, that that's a great story for him. That is such a story. Yeah, I think he was he was great. In the UVA game, I will admit it. Yeah, him and Vanderplas. Oh, God, don't even get me started on him. <laughs> so if we're making predictions for the Gonzaga-UCLA game, I think consensus Gonzaga pick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Gonzaga by 30. I'll take Gonzaga by 17. Nice. I, I think they're probably... I'm, I'm going to bet like 85 to 55. I'm not going to go that in-depth with my prediction. Everything's off for me. <laughs> All right, and then I want to move into the other two teams, Baylor and Houston. So Baylor, I had my doubts about them coming into the tournament because they had been shaky, but they've they've been really dominating too. The only team they beat by single digits was Arkansas, and if you look at it, that game really was not close at all. And then Villanova and Arkansas, they beat both those teams. Two quality teams, two top five seeds. Yeah, I'm going to go with Baylor. Who's that one shooter that was going off? Was it Macy Teague? Oh, I can't remember. You'll probably remember better than me. Yeah, I think it was Teague. Like, if he gets locked in again, he's going to be good. Jared Butler versus Quinn and Grimes is going to be a really good matchup. Yes. Yes. But, like, other than Quinn and Grimes, you don't really have a lot of depth. But you have Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, Macy Teague, Mark Vidal. I just feel like they're they're just going to be a good team. Their roster's just, it, it's kind of stacked. It is stacked. And then, here's the thing with Houston that really has... So, I had my doubts about them going into the tournament. And you can't dismiss the fact that they made the Final Four, but holy crap... 
This is one of the easiest runs to the final four that I've ever seen. They played double digit seeds every round. Yeah, that was that's that's pretty easy. So they they beat Cleveland State. They they did I did not think they were gonna beat Rutgers, and they only barely beat Rutgers. Yeah, they barely beat him. And then they beat Syracuse and Oregon State, who had good runs. They have eleven straight wins. And they, but here's the problem. They haven't really put up a ton of points in their wins. Mm -hmm. But I was reading some stuff like ranking all the teams. They've been very good at getting offensive rebounds and they shoot a lot of threes. Yeah, that is true. So if you're, if your shooting gets hot, I mean, you never know. That's the same thing with Houston though. If Macy Oteague and Davion Mitchell, if they can get it going. I think it'll definitely be a show of, like, who's got the better offense. Yes. Yeah, because we both know these teams have... We both know these teams are good. They're two seed and a one seed. Okay. This is kind of off topic because we're talking about the Final Four games, but I kind of wanted to ask this question. And it's kind of two questions. All right, what's up? First one, which player in the entire tournament do you think has gotten more attention than they did before? Like, this has helped them become, like, more noticeable. If that makes sense. I think there are plenty of options. So Drew Timmy is one of them. Uh-huh. Buddy Beheim for sure. Cameron Crutwig. And I think if I'm looking at one guy, Max Asmus, no doubt. I feel like Max Asmus and then Johnny Juzang Jaime Hawkes. The guys on UCLA. Yes, Juzang too. I don't think Juzang would have gotten any attention if they hadn't made it this far. Yes, and I feel like with Jason Preston, like upsetting the four seed virginia i feel like that really helped them helped him but also like they kind of got some attention early in the season when they barely lost to illinois yeah preston had some if i'm remembering right preston had some hype coming into this tournament i yeah for some reason i watched a lot of ohio basketball like i watched (laughs) i watched them in the mac tournament because for some reason they were on espn so i was like oh okay i'll watch that but um Dude, what other teams? I feel like Cameron Thomas definitely had a good tournament until they lost to Michigan. Yeah, not really anything else, anyone else I can think of. I mean, that even brings me back to another team that disappointed me, actually, was Florida State. I thought they were, I thought they were going to make the Elite Eight or Final Four. I thought they were, too. I was, I was thoroughly convinced they were going to be Michigan, to be completely honest, but no. Yeah, I thought they were, too. So going back to the Baylor-Houston game, who are you taking? I'm taking Baylor. Yeah, I. you know what? I I don't... Baylor's been too good this tournament, and I think we're going to get that Gonzaga-Baylor matchup finally. And yeah, I, I, I'm... I actually, if I'm doing a hot take here, Baylor's going to blow out Houston. Like, double digits. Yeah, I don't feel like any of the final four games will be a good matchup. Unless, like, our predictions are completely wrong. I mean, the one that's most likely to be close, I think, is Baylor-Houston, just looking at the two teams. Yeah. So if we're picking national championship game, Baylor-Gonzaga, who are you taking in that one? This is the championship I've wanted. Yeah. Like, it's just for a while. I, this is going to be such a good game. I feel like Drew Timmy is going to just work Mark Vidal in the post. Who do you do you put Jared Butler on Jalen Suggs? You know, I think you you'd know more than me about that, but if I'm just thinking through possibly likely, 
I just feel like you have to put someone who's good on defense on Corey Kispert or else he's going to blow you with threes. That happened in the Virginia game. And I don't know each team's like full starting lineup because the starting lineup for Gonzaga, it's like Suggs and then Joel Ayayi. Then it's Corey Kispert, Drew Timmy, and maybe Andrew Nembard, but he, I, it might be him. But either way, I think whoever's guarding Suggs will be a good matchup. And then definitely the shooting battle between Macy Oteague and Corey Kispert. And then with both teams being stellar on defense, I think it's just going to... They're both equally talented. They're both stacked. I think Baylor has a better bench than Gonzaga. But, and they both score a lot of points. They're definitely a high offense team who also doesn't give up a lot of points on defense. Like Baylor, Baylor averaged 84, 84.4 points per game and allowed 66.4. Gonzaga scored 92.1 points per game and allowed 69.1. So they're very, very even. I'm going to go Baylor. Wow. Oh, Dude, man. I don't think the undefeated season is happening. I got I to gotta, I gotta politely disagree with you, man. I think, I, I think Gonzaga is just the more potent team. And if you're saying they've got equally good defense and an even matchup i and i'm looking at the past performances i'm taking gonzaga because they've just been absolutely potent yeah that's true i mean you have a great reason why gonzaga would win like you're not wrong by any of that i just who was the last team that almost had a perfect season was that was it that kentucky team with anthony davis uh didn't they didn't they go all the way that year though yeah, but then didn't they lose? I remember Gonzaga a couple years ago was undefeated in the regular season. Right. I don't know. I just, you know, if they do go undefeated, that's actually really, really good for them. And they're making history. But I just, I mean, I guess it's March slash April. It's possible, you know, with a 15 seed, make it to the Sweet 16. Why not have an undefeated team win it all? I've always, I've been a fan of Baylor the whole year and i'm i think i'm just gonna stick with that but whichever team wins i'll be happy for it like i'm not rooting for a specific team i just want a really good game oh same here i mean now that virginia's gone i don't really have a a preference yeah after the first and second round i just didn't care because my bracket was busted and like there's no way i was gonna win like our pool or anything i still have a chance actually in our pool because i've got but I, I just need Gonzaga to go all the way, and I should be good. Yeah. Because my only competition, like, they both have Baylor going all the way, so. Right. I had a pool, or it's not a pool. I had a bracket where I had Baylor winning the whole thing, and I was going to put that one in our group, but I didn't. Ooh. Yeah. But maybe next year. Yeah, man. <laughs> so we're taking... With the rundown, we we agree on the national championship, and then I take Gonzaga, you take Baylor. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm taking a look now at our the bracket that we did in our first episode. We have Baylor going all the way in that one. Who do we have playing in the championship? We had Iowa and Baylor, and <laughs> Baylor is the only team in the final four that we got right, and. We had them going all the way. So who else did we have in the final four? We had Illinois, Iowa, and Texas. Ah, uh, yeah. 
do do we get like any big upsets right i remember i told you to put syracuse oh uh, let's see we got in that one we got uh i mean we got ucla that wasn't a massive upset we got i told you we should have put oregon state <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, we got, we really didn't get, we, I don't think we got any big ones. We got Syracuse and Rutgers. Yeah, I picked the wrong upsets this year by far. Yeah, I didn't pick enough upsets. Like, bro, I had Winthrop and Colgate and UCSB and... Yeah, I think you picked enough, but it just wasn't the right ones, like you said. See, and it's, like, weird, too, that, like... The final four is almost like top seeds, and then you have the one Cinderella team. But how it. I thought it was going to be 1 1 1 2. Yeah, if it was 1 1 1 2, that's like such a normal final four, but the stuff that led up to it just threw it, threw it off. I know. Yeah. So it's been an insane tournament, man. And I'm glad I got to talk to you again. This was fun. Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of fun. Well, all right, Carl. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Great talking to you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Let's have a good Final Four. Again, thank you so much, Carl, for coming on the show today. That was a lot of fun. Hope to talk with you again sometime. And to you guys, the listeners, thank you all so much for coming and listening. Leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash sportsball-fm with a comment, a question, or anything, and you could get featured on the show. But anyways, I'll be back soon, probably going to be talking opening weekend of baseball. Thank you all so much for listening. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.